Hiya, it's Lee Durrant here. Welcome to another broadcast. Uh, I'm joined with uh, Teresa again today. Um, today we're interviewing Rohit Kumar, who is a Salesforce certified technical architect um, based over in India. And he's one of only five uh, CTAs in India, which is quite interesting, I think. Um, so we get to chat to him about his, his career. So, uh, I hope you can bear with us. Obviously, we're based in the UK. Rohit was in India, but uh, I believe he's still here pretty well. So I hope you enjoy it. So welcome, to, uh, Rohit Kumar. Thanks, thanks very much for joining us. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. How about you? Yeah, we're good. We're good. Teresa is with me. Hello. So hi, good to hi. meet you. <laughs> Same here. Good to, good to meet you. Excellent. Hope safe. <laughs> well, we're very we, safe. Yeah, we should we should say again for people listening in that this is May. Uh, what are we? May twenty twenty one. So still very much in the middle of. Covid and I, I totally appreciate Rohit where you are. It's it's, it's awful at the moment. Um, so so yeah, for people listening, that that's that's where we we are. So we're we're very safe here. But how, how about you over there, mate? How's it going? Um, I think it's going good. Uh, situation is definitely not good, and uh, government is trying its level best to see what best they can do yeah. for uh, everyone. Uh, we are in total curfew as we speak. Uh, I'm very hopeful that the you know situations would improve in uh, you know next couple of weeks but fingers crossed um, let's see how, how you know the upcoming weeks would be yeah so, where, so whereabouts are you Rohit sorry I've, I've made the assumption are you, you whereabouts are you in India so I am in a city called uh, Bangalore it's in uh, south of India and uh, you know it's primarily referred as one of the IT capital of world and uh, uh, you know most of the large uh, you know organizations uh, i should say any you know, product based companies or or any companies into advisory consulting uh, you know are primarily headquartered uh, or will have a bigger branch in uh, bangalore india okay fantastic well i was just reading about that before we go into um the, the questions about your career and, and, and how you got to where you are at the moment. I was, I was reading today that, that India has got the largest worldwide concentration of Salesforce technical talent, which I didn't know. I mean, it makes sense, but uh, it's quite an interesting stat, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, that's, that's uh, one of the advantage uh, we've got, uh, you know, uh, India being one of the largest uh, talent pool and also one of the largest uh, country to have maximum number of Salesforce consultants and uh, developers, yeah. you see good amount of opportunity, uh, you know, uh, within the country and, you know, a lot of organizations, you know, who's got, who's invested either on Salesforce as part of their digital transformation journey or SI partners or, or an implementation partner, you know, based in India. So ample amount of opportunity as well for the talent, uh, you know, in India. Excellent. Well, Fantastic. I think we'll go if we will start at the beginning of your career, then, if that's okay, and, and you can talk us through. Um, I suppose really, we, we haven't started the right way here. We, we, if you can just introduce yourself in terms of you know who you are, yeah, what you do, um, and, and so that people will know. Obviously, we'll share your LinkedIn um, link for people that, that want to have sure. a look at after this. But yeah, if you introduce yourself, sure, so I'll, I'll I'll start from where am I today, and then how did I start? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, perfect. Uh, Hey everyone, uh, I'm Rohit. 
Uh, I am uh, CTO uh, for Velvet Solution and uh, one of the board member. Uh, I'm also one, you know, one among very few Salesforce certified architect globally. And, uh, uh, you know, from a career perspective, uh, you know, in my initial days uh, of, or, 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 you know, during my early days of my career, I was finally engaged more into development of India's first nano satellite. I was primarily uh, uh, writing uh, real-time operating systems and was kind of involved in hardcore system development. But, you know, I always had, uh, you know, plans, you know, having worked in a engagement where you take three to four years to, you know, build a product and launch it, you know, I always had a feeling to kind of explore, uh, you know, what's there in the IT industry, you know, and how do I work on something, you know, where I can bring in agility and reduce the time to market, etc. Oh. And, you know, contribute quicker. So that's where I started my career, uh, you know, into Salesforce. And this is somewhere around 2010. Uh, you know, my initial days of my career, when I was training and learning myself, and I was working with one of the partner in India, and uh, for after a couple of months, I, I should say that you know, I felt quite disappointed, and I felt that maybe I've made a wrong choice. You know, yeah. I thought the platform to be very simpler and sleek, and this is again 2010, where uh, a lot of stuff were still coming on the platform. But uh, uh, you know, within a couple of months of me having that feeling, you know, once I started getting deep uh, insights around the platform and the art of possibilities, and I was very sure that I, you know, made the right decision, you know, uh, and uh, looking at how easy was it to solve complex business problems and, you know, contribute, you know, towards uh, different organization needs of basically transforming them uh, and moving away from legacy apps, you know, mm. was just wonderful. And were you, so, were, were you a, sorry, jumping, were you a, you know, always technical then? Did you go to, you know, to, to were you doing computer science at, at college or university or something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah. So I was always technical, you know, I've done, uh, I, I engineering, I've done my engineering from a computer science background. You know, I've got a couple of research papers published in science, right. theory, et cetera. Brilliant. Uh, I've, uh, yeah, so I've got a couple of, uh, uh, papers that was published in Indian uh, International Science Congress. Uh, so, yeah, so being, uh, initial days of my career, I've been primarily more of a techie, you know, and, and, oh, and from, I've worked primarily more onto, uh, you know, complex system design and uh, development. Yeah. I moved to IT, uh, you know, after having done a lot of work around I would say the design of an operating system, etc. So, and that's why you know, uh, having seen other side of the world and having seen, and then after looking at the ability to do a fast-paced application development, I kind of really enjoyed, uh, you know, what the platform has to bring in for everyone. Uh, just moving ahead, uh, yeah. So I joined a, a, a consulting company uh, called Wipro. And yeah. I was there uh, with them for a couple of years. I, you know, worked in Europe for almost a good amount of time. You know, was, had associated myself with different organizations and uh, I primarily in pharmaceutical domain and helped them a lot in different transformations uh, that they can they could bring in uh, within their sales and marketing processes. And that is when Viva was coming up, right? So worked on Viva is a, one, one of the prominent app exchange partner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, 
worked on that for a couple of years. And then, you know, I was back in India for some work and, you know, Salesforce happened. Uh, you know, I got opportunity to uh, work directly with Salesforce. So I spent a good amount of time working with Salesforce in India, you know, worked with uh, different customers in Australia, UK, you know, traveled quite a bit. Uh, again, was engaged in uh, one of the first field service uh, implementation for UK. Oh, really? Okay. Back but... somewhere in uh, around 2016. Um, yeah, so uh, uh, I got, I became CTA while I was there with uh, working with Salesforce somewhere around 2018. And okay. that is the year when you know, I decided to pursue my, my entrepreneurship journey and I decided to you know, move ahead and try something new. Uh, try something again from start, even though the tech stack was the same, but the experience and the journey is completely different. And now we are there in uh, India and uh, UK. You know, uh, me being a CTO of Emirate, we are based in uh, Reading uh, in uh, UK and India. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're located in Bangalore and we've got a branch in the city called uh, Mumbai, which is primarily uh, financial capital of India. Well, then, that'd be interesting to go back. Uh, it's a good overview, obviously, of where, what's, what, what you've done and where you've been. Um, but it'd be quite interesting to go back to, to the beginning. Yeah, I mean, we, we're just kind of curious, I suppose. Um, I suppose, what was the, the first thing that got you into Salesforce? But more importantly, what was the sort of first Salesforce project that you worked on? I mean, obviously, don't, you don't need to share company names or anything like that. But can you kind of give us a bit of an idea of, of that journey for you? Well, yeah, so, um, you know, my first uh, project on uh, Salesforce was for a client and again, a large uh, client, you know, global customer in the mm. US. And, you know, that was more around, uh, from a cloud perspective, it was more around Sales Cloud where we had a lot of uh, uh, solutions built to help them do and plan their sales, to mm. find their sales strategy, do their quarterly target planning, do SWOT analysis and other stuff. Uh, so I started working with them, uh, you know, spent a couple of months uh, uh, engaging and working and delivering the solution uh, for this client in US. And post that, you know, I moved uh, uh, to work with another customer, primarily, uh, again, a global customer uh, uh, with a strong presence in Europe. headquartered mm. uh, in the US, that, you know, they were again to pharmaceutical uh, domain. And... Uh, with them, I think I've uh, worked for a fairly long time, you know, and what really worked the best was, you know, apart from understanding the technology, you know, uh, when I started working with this client, I got an exposure to their business processes. And, and then when you understand a business of a specific industry and how things work and what the pain points are, the chances of you giving and advising them on something uh, which will be very apt for them is very higher. And that's what yeah. happened. Mm-hmm. So that just to, you know, yeah. I was going to say, so does that happen? So, I mean, forgive me for asking probably a stupid question, um, but when you are in India and you're working on a project um, that's in America, how, how, what's the communication like in terms of who's, who's speaking to the client and getting those requirements and, and, and what, what's that, how tricky is that for you to? Yeah, so, so I'll tell you, you know, uh, this is uh, based on my decade experience, uh, Within consulting and, uh, and software implementations uh, and development, I mean, you don't have to. Uh, uh, first of all, uh, 
be uh, uh, with the client throughout all the phases of software de- development life cycle right i mean typically when you are you know uh, working even from india you know what happens is you work directly with the client you know uh, in within with you know and you work uh, from their office premises for a couple of weeks or months okay uh, yeah. for to understand what is that they need so so you know the if i have to split the phases right primarily the consulting and discovery phase is something that happens on site right uh, yeah. and you would have a, a specific uh, a uh, member of your team who would always be there with the customer on site handling them understanding the as is process helping them define the to be process right and then convert those to be process to the right platform right? yeah and once that is once that has been converted it's more about uh, you know building the apps right yeah. development need not happen on site i mean you can choose to do it but there's very li- very little that you know a business can contribute to those yeah. development but primarily the playback sessions you know that can happen depending on what model you decided to you know go ahead with is it agile is it hybrid is it what for right depending on that at a regular milestones uh, uh, you know you can go back and do a playback to your uh, business box and that is something that can again happen on site right so yeah. primarily it's uh, uh, never a, a complete offsource or complete onsource uh, uh, kind of work that uh, you know you do it's the combination and how does it help customers is it helps you save uh, uh, on cost right and mm-hmm. at the same time it also helps you uh, increase the working hours uh, for example let's say a consultant ends up having some sort of discussion with a customer from 9 to 5 and this is in us time right yeah, uh, yeah. there would be some uh, maybe a poc that you may want to do right to go back and the next day and discuss again with the customer and take the discussion forward having this split you know uh, where somebody does the poc for you in india primarily when you sleep and when you wake up that stuff is available to you and then you can go back and again present to the client and have a yeah. conversation okay right? yeah it it if you see it's not just 24 hours you've got 48 hours right so you kind of increase uh, the time uh, uh, you know that you can invest on uh, specific uh, work that again that's the again model same model that you can see for uk or or any other customer where you've got a difference in the time zone right Mm-hmm. you can uh, really if you if you play it well you can actually gain uh, more from these time zone uh, differences and obviously you can uh, for the fact that you know any project you need somebody who can understand the business mm-hmm. and who can project manage the engagement really well at the same time you also need people who can code and develop the apps well so have, having somebody you know local who understands the business really well Mm. right or having somebody it could be you know someone from the same country or somebody who can fly in you know from any other location to that country uh, helps but the, at the same time in a country like india where you got huge um, uh, talent pool right and huge amount of uh, techies who can code build the applications fairly quickly right yeah. uh, you could also be able to capitalize on that right where you don't have to worry about uh, onboarding 15 or 20 or 30 or 10 resources uh, you know as much as what you will have to worry uh, you know if not in india so yeah yeah okay thank you yeah i don't know when i this is good insight to that isn't it because um, i think we speak to a lot of a lot of people that are probably on shore um it's, it's it's always quite interesting to see what it's like to be on the other side of that so i was just curious um to because i know a lot of people 
in, back in 2010 kind of fell into Salesforce rather than chose it. Was that the case with you or, or did you always plan to, to get into Salesforce? Or if not, when did you decide that was going to be your career? So I would, I would say that, you know, I um, initially I fell into Salesforce, okay. uh, you know, but, and, uh, and, but after spending a couple of months, you know, I, I, I knew that this is the platform that I would want to use. And there were a couple of reasons to it, you know, uh, I think when I was uh, uh, initially uh, working on the platform, you know, I came across a very nice case study of what uh, was done for a company called Coca-Cola, you know, mm-hmm. using the platform and how the complex problems were solved. And as somebody who's uh, always wanted to kind of get into this startup ecosystem and do something, right, uh, after having got to know about App Exchange and, you know, uh, later on, right? I kind of, I kind of always knew that uh, this is the one of the prominent technology I would, you know, want to stick to for uh, coming couple of years. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and since then, I've it's been I never had to look back. <laughs> uh, Salesforce has been, uh, if not the only tech, but you know, a prominent tech that I've been working on. Okay. It seems, um, you know, you look back with hindsight, and, and obviously, great decision. But I mean, you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't. Have, I don't imagine you could, you could have imagined in two thousand and ten the way the the ecosystem has grown, and as a result of that, of course, the, the great career you've had. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and just out of interest, I mean, did in those sort of early days, or or even now, did did you have like a mentor or a role model that you um, that you went to or spoke? Yeah, 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 definitely. So, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'll, I'll uh, on a personal front, uh, you know, I felt that you learn from everyone you meet. Mm. And I've learned from many and got inspired from many, right? I mean, uh, in the initial days, obviously, I'd met a lot of folks in this ecosystem and seen them grow, etc. kind of got inspired. But there are a couple of people who's left a very strong footprint on my life. You know, yeah. I'd say one of them is my dad. He's been my role model and kind of uh, I've learned the importance of successful execution with proper planning from him. Yeah. The other individual in, I follow very closely is Elon Musk. You know, uh, he inspires me to kind of go challenge myself and drastically work towards my goal. Mm. Uh, there are a few of my ex-colleagues primarily from Salesforce, who's been a very good friend, a mentor, a, a role model for me. Uh, one of the person that he was uh, the first CTO in India, and he happened to be my coach and mentor who helped me a lot uh, in the CTO preparation. Mm-hmm. And again, uh, from him and from other colleagues, right, uh, from the Salesforce organization, one thing I've learned is hard work with true dedication can bring results, right? It's just something that uh, you have to yeah. follow uh, consistently, and uh, you would get what you want. Fantastic, yep. and it, I, I think it's it, it's actually really good that you've um, picked a couple of role models as well that are outside the industry sector. Because I suppose you know people automatically presume they have to perhaps follow somebody who's who's been doing the job that they want to do. But actually, being able to to look outside that and find um, you know amazing traits in other people around you, I think is quite a, a good lesson for all of us, really. Yeah. Yeah, I see one of the point I always make is uh, being in this uh, ecosystem of uh, technology, right? I mean, uh, technology is meant to solve problems, right? Mm-hmm. And you can only solve problems, uh, you know, when you 
and we're starting to follow what other what's happening outside IT, right? Yeah. What's happening in uh, manufacturing, what's happening in high tech or you know finance or any other domain, right? And when you follow them, and you know, you kind of also get inspired to think beyond uh, you know what you can see straightforward, you know, different docs and case studies. So yeah, uh, having the people. Uh, I follow from different industry, right? It's really helped me also understand what the next wave can be from a tech perspective. Where where should you focus, and what should be your plan to you know more from a product and offering perspective? Yeah, fantastic. So you mentioned there that your um, one of your mentors is was the um, the first CTA in in India. I think it might be worth us talking about that for a second because you're also a CTA. So if, um, um, Apologies for using uh, acronyms, but sort of certified technical architect, which is obviously there's not many of them in the world, um, there's, and there's a surprisingly low amount of people in, in India. So, how many did you say um, CTAs there are? Yeah, you've got five CTAs in India. That number, because when you know when you consider what we said earlier on about having the largest concentration of technical talent in the world are in India. Surprising that only five. five you or know, I'll, 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 I'll tell you. I mean, I've got huge respect for this whole process, you know, uh, the way this exam is constructed, right? So you get a real-time case study and you've got to sit down and, you know, solve the case study, right? And then go and present to different uh, judges, right? And then you get a question for roughly 45 minutes to uh, an hour, and then you, know, you get 45 minutes approximately present as well, right? So it really tests your skills uh, and your mindset, right? Uh, you know, one of the problems, not just in India, and we've been kind of trying to look for people uh, in UK as well to grow my team. And a couple of problems that I've seen uh, in industry is that you know, the focus uh, is more uh, among techies, right? It's still very much dev focused, and you need to, to be a CTA, you have to have that mindset of an architect, right? You okay. have to have this uh, uh, mindset of looking at a larger picture, right? And a bigger vision rather than just trying to look at how do you solve a specific problem. And the other point, you know, I feel uh, is there is a rat race going on, frankly, when it comes to certification, not just CTA, but you know, other exams. And, and technically, I mean, if you look at statistics, look at the stats, right, you find a lot of people whose application or system architect, or, you know, scared other exams. But when you speak with them, and I'm telling you after having spoken with almost 300 plus Salesforce uh, resources in the last three months when we hired uh, for the organization. I feel, I feel that, you know, there's a lot of gap, skill gap, you know, uh, that needs to be fulfilled. And uh, it's somehow, uh, maybe it's lack of mentoring, maybe, you know, the way the ecosystem is coming up now. I, I feel that the, the, the people uh, have to focus on bridging those skill gap. You know, there's no shortcut. Uh, CTA, you know, I personally prepared uh, for more than two years, right? And it's a long journey right. to spend uh, beyond your working hours, like to, to spend for two, at least three to four hours every day, right? Uh, and, and you need to be very consistent, but that requires hard work. And when, and that's what the point is that uh, uh, one is the change in the mindset has to happen. We need to stop looking at uh, just certification as way to say that you are good. Right? If you're not certified, if you have the knowledge that's required, you are good, right? And if you have the knowledge, you definitely will clear CTA or any other such exams in the future. Mm, okay. 
it's well i mean it, it, i suppose in a way the, the accolade that you've worked so hard to to earn then it sounds like um you know it's been an amazing journey for you but it's certainly one that's you've had to be dedicated and very focused on so yeah you know one point i, I say to everyone is it's not a, a, a reward that you've got it's more of a responsibility when you say mm-hmm. you're a cta and you walk in right and you're presenting presenting uh, anything to a cxo or any you know business leader right leader they look at you with a lot of hope right and somebody <laughs> can deliver what's required and that's the other reason why if you look at the uh, construct of the exam it's difficult it is made difficult because they expect the guys who are cts should have the capability of engaging and presenting to us so uh, coming up with something which is really nice fantastic i mean um, what kind of i mean obviously you've mentioned about the the, the focus on that i mean is there any other way to sort of uh, you know help people to get, to get to that sort of Definitely. level i think yeah i think uh, the best way uh, an advice i would have is Uh, there is a pyramid that you need to fulfill to you know go and write the exam and i would suggest spend at least a month in each domain there is or or two months right you don't have to try and aspire to become cta in six months right yeah. it doesn't work as well it's okay to take two years right but you invest time you know you do a proper planning invest time and you take a month or two in each domain right uh, practice as much as you can you know there are a lot of case studies available download and practice and that mm-hmm. there is a very vibrant community where you know you can just ask for a help and many would offer uh, to help uh, and listen to your presentation and guide you so one is uh, uh, you need to really plan it well to don't rush for the exam second uh, you need to also make sure that uh, you're uh, you're doing it on a consistent basis right it shouldn't happen that i study today and after a week i'll make it up again because uh, yeah okay maybe the uh, the the principle i followed was try waking up early in the morning you know, start your day early maybe 5:30 and rest wow. <laughs> your time uh, maybe till 8 8 o'clock uh, you know so it gives you good 3 hours or 3 and a half hours right that's enough you just study every day in that way and then you do go and do your regular office work etc and then, you know come back spend time with family again you spend the same time in the morning so that is one and it needs to be consistent park at least one day in the weekend for the preparation and one day you know just in case you want to spend with family yeah second point i would want to make is uh, look every you know anyone who's wanting to become a cta right uh, follow your projects for example i may be working on a project where there is you know which has got a lot of uh, high or huge volumes of data there are complex integrations right so it's good to uh, while you're working on that project it's good to focus on the domains around large data volume and integration as compared to you trying to focus mm-hmm. domain you know something completely different right and trying to do multiple things at one go it doesn't work so you follow uh, uh, your project and uh, and try to make best use of it uh, that's something which will really help yeah. and yeah okay Thank you. Yeah, um, some sound advice there for for somebody looking to take that route. Definitely. God, I tell you what, I mean, I'm, there's no chance of me being a CTA anyway. But getting up at five in the morning and doing three hours of of study—that's that's commitment and that's impressive. Um, 
Yeah, but great tips. So I'll make sure I share this stuff. Obviously, the podcast itself, and when we put this out, we'll, we'll, we'll make sure that we'll point people at those sort of tips. It's brilliant. Um, did you have another question? Yeah, or? I mean, I, I was just sort of, I suppose, in a way, go back to your career, because, I mean, obviously, you, I think we touched based on Wipro, but you've done quite a lot more since then. So perhaps you could um, talk to us about your, your time at Salesforce. Oh, yeah, yeah. My time at Salesforce was amazing. I mean, uh, the work culture and stuff was great over there. Uh, but, you know, you get to learn a lot uh, in the company. There are a lot of assets and resources available. Mm-hmm. And uh, But again, over there, I, I'll say uh, you will always find uh, different uh, traits. Uh, individual, there is one who would really care about work-life balance. And, and I, I think it's important to have that work-life balance. But at the same time, when you want to grow uh, exponentially, right, uh, you have to have some sort of balance or compromise, that, right? And that's yeah. what I do. Yeah. When uh, I decided to pick up things that were challenging, I decided to, you know, take on more work because I wanted to, you know, uh, I would say, expedite the growth that I had at that point of time, right? So my time was amazing. I had great mentors and leaders you know, who were always supportive for the fact that you please take the risk. If you want to do more, you do it. We'll help you if you fail. Don't worry about that, right? Yeah. Uh, but they got that confident confidence also because uh, I was willing to do that. So a great time, a uh, great place to be. Um, you know, uh, as an individual, I, I would say, Got a lot of inspiration and learning and uh, memories uh, with Salesforce. Is it hard to leave Salesforce? Because I imagine for a lot of people, it's it's the pinnacle of the. I think yeah. See, I I, I left when I was at Pinnacle. If I have to say right, I mean, uh, being a CTA, I could have done anything I would have wanted. It's definitely hard, but then uh, you got to pursue what you want, right? And, and, and I was very clear when I left. Uh, I mean, for me. Uh, I always say that when you look back at your career, you should have memories that you should cherish and you should be proud of, right? Yeah. When I look back, I'm very proud of the fact that I designed the first nanosatellite of India. I have research papers published in International Science Congress, Science Director, etc. Right? I'm very proud of the fact that I've done CTA and maybe a couple of more projects. But if I look at 10 years, I would say I just have maybe 7, 8, 9, 10, 15 such milestones. It definitely has to be more than that, right? So it was hard, but when I look at this uh, fact, you know, I mean, just made my decision simpler, and I've kind of always wanted to do what I'm doing today. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that lead, that lends well into that. <laughs> what what are you doing today? So it's with with Venerate, um, that's you were founder of that company. Am I am I right? Uh, I'm uh, I'm one of the uh, I would say partner, uh, not the founder. Okay. Uh, but you know. Uh, this is a board-driven company now, and uh, one of the board members of that company as a And what is it? Um, the, the, I mean, just so, for people out yeah, there. Yeah, as a company. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you. See, as a company, uh, 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 you know, we uh, the, the core leaders of the company, right? If you look at them. We all had a great uh, enterprise career, right? And we've all worked with fairly uh, good companies. Uh, but we could see there were a couple of gaps in the market, right? For example, they've got great management consulting firm like you know McKinsey, BCG, etc. And at the same time, we've got a good companies who are doing really well when it comes to 
uh, Salesforce implementation and engagement, you know, uh, but there's a gap of technology consulting, you know, uh, I, I, when you speak with any uh, leaders or any uh, business leader, right, you know, they will come up to you with a vision, right, and what they expect is you help me, how do you convert that vision into a roadmap using a platform of your choice, right, I mean, for me, it could be Salesforce, AWS, a couple of other platforms, right, so we are in this Space where we are trying to bridge that gap. We are trying to bridge the gap uh, of technology consulting, primarily focused on digital transformation uh, space, right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, we are uh, uh, um, platinum partner to Salesforce, you know, working with different customers. Also, a technology partner uh, to AWS, you know, quite a strong uh, product and apps, which I'll talk about in a minute, right? But our focus is, you know, helping company transform them digitally and giving them a advisory and consulting experience as compared to an experience of where they have to say that I want this. Rather, we tell them that you should be doing this because of your vision, where which is maybe 5x growth, you know, improving customer satisfaction, maybe uh, uh, decreasing your operating margin of call centers or anything as such, right? So this is more of an advisory and a consulting driven organization. And I'm happy to have, uh, you know, a lot of my colleagues in this companies, company who they come with the same experience, uh, you know, uh, and uh, who can deliver the same, uh, you know, value to different customers. And we've been doing that successfully. And is your, is your marketplace, I think you mentioned earlier on, you've got offices in, um, in the UK, I think you said Reading. Uh, is is yeah. the UK market your main market or do you... UK is my main market. Okay. UK and Europe are, uh, you know, is my main market. We've been working with customers in Canada, working with customers in the US and other countries. But uh, UK is my main market. And, uh, you know, I mean, UK and Europe, I have to say. Uh, uh, and, you know, just to say, um, uh, while we're also based in India, but India is more of a development center for consulting and advisors and things. Yeah. So that helps me, you know, bridge that gap of advisory consulting where I'm able to give you the right consulting advice that you need, right? With really seasoned professionals. At the same time, we're also able to deliver uh, very high quality quality products that can help solve the and you know help you address the vision that you may have. Excellent. So I'm just going to ask you, what, uh, as a CTA, obviously, which is the, which is the currently the, the pinnacle of certifications with Salesforce. And where do you stand? And I know you, you've touched on it, I get that, but where do you stand on the whole um, certifications versus experience kind of question? Because we, we as a recruitment company get a lot of people, you know, say to us, oh, I'm looking I value, for a job. I, I value experience. I value experience more than certification. Obviously, if you're a CTI, I would question, you know, you have to go through a very hard process. But I kind of value experience more, you know, in my interviews are very simple, you know, I, I, I let uh, the person I'm speaking to rate themselves and tell them where they are, where they are strong, right? And they can pick any cloud, any technology of the choice. And then I would focus my questions only on the technology, right? So I value more on your strength and experience, even if you have not said, uh, and, and one of the good things that we're trying to do is we are trying to get a lot of people from different industry cross-train them and grow them in this ecosystem because you know it's very difficult MD and you would you've been in the business for long but it's not that easy to get a very strong architect right or a strong technology leader uh, so you can only get it get people get you know you will only find limited people uh, within Salesforce ecosystem right so uh, for me it's not 
the certification that matters is family experience. And then even if you have done uh, qualitative work in uh, parallel tech, right, we are always happy uh, to engage cross-room, join them. And, and, and just that, I mean, you've kind of touched on about cross-training people and stuff like that. I mean, we, you know, we get loads of inquiries from people that are just sort of starting out their career and experience you know we've always been of the opinion that it's the most important thing um and certifications could kind of are there to emphasize the experience that you have um but for people just starting out getting that experience can be quite tough so i mean what, what what's your sort of topic See, I'll, I'll tell you what we're trying to do is if you look at salesforce right uh, the stack has changed you know uh, 10 years back or 15 years back we were talking about as controls i'm just talking mm -hmm. from the custom ui aspect right then we start speaking about Visual Force pages. Then we start speaking about Aura components. And then we start speaking about something called Lightning components. So the front end stack itself has been changing, right? And which means even within the Salesforce ecosystem, you need you may not find people who's very strong on LWC, for example, right? They would have picked it up in the last two or three years. But if you look at the the back uh, the base for it, right? It's all based on the latest uh, web standards and JS frameworks. So finding somebody who's done good work, let's say in React.js, right? And training them as somebody who will be a UI developer or an LWC developer on platform is a bigger challenge we've done that. Uh, similarly, having uh, uh, an onboarding, uh, maybe a strong Java guy, right? Who's spent a good amount of time designing enterprise applications and helping them transform into Salesforce and learn different clouds. And obviously there will be some sort of roadmap and path isn't a bigger challenge. Again, if I look at the acquisition, that has been happening, right? I mean, for sales cloud, sales cloud is almost 25 years or 20 years of product. Service cloud is almost 15 years of product, yeah. and same goes for community. But if you look at marketing, free service, CPQ, commerce cloud, cloud trace, demand where, right? These are all new product, and, and it's very difficult to find people. End of the day, what I've realized is, realized is you know, we may end up training these guys, right? It's just that they need the right coaching and guidance and marketing to scale up. Even the guys who's been in this ecosystem for 10 years, eight years, seven years, I find them struggling with, uh, you know, basic things from different communities that is available from Salesforce, right? Yeah. So that's where we kind of uh, uh, are open to this. I mean, it's not that we, that's the only way. That, uh, we obviously respect the experience from the Salesforce ecosystem and we go for guys who are really good. But then uh, we also, you know, respect people who's done good in different other technologies, primarily, you know, modern tech stacks, you know, full, who's been a full web stack developer, who's worked on, you know, similar closed loop product, etc. And we see if we can groom them and train them. That's good. That's a good way to do it. And look, yeah. it's, it's otherwise, like you say, the, the, the pond that we, you know, that you're fishing in is, is never going to grow. So it's good that, you, you know, you can bring people in and give them that experience. Um, yeah. And I think, going back to the question of certifications versus experience is also the, the, do, you, do, you, do you still encourage people to get certifications over to sort of rubber stamp the the experience they've got because obviously that's oh, still oh, yeah. yeah oh yeah yeah I, I definitely encourage people to go for certification you know my point is that you should go for certification but obviously if you have worked on the product just yeah. don't just write an exam for the sake of writing the exam yeah. when you when you say that you're a service cloud certified expert right the guy who's interviewing you would have high hope or you, even the recruiter will have a high hope when he's, he or she is placing you for an interview, right? And when you can't answer basic questions, it's just a waste of time for everyone. So mm -hmm. I 
within my company, you know, uh, I have a mandate, and we, as a company, uh, sponsor certifications. We, you know, we've got a mandate that every quarter or every six months you have to write certain exams, depending mm. on which role are you in, right? And we provide internal, external training for that. So definitely, we encourage, and I want people to be certified. But all I'm saying is, don't do it for the sake of doing it. You don't have to be. Uh, you're not gonna win a race over here, right? Yeah. Uh, you is you're just using it as a symbol that you know something, right? Any anyone would ask you a question, right? If you yeah. say you know something, yes, you will get a preference. Preference you will be uh, uh, as compared to others, but then you will also go through questions and you know discussions to understand where you stand. Yeah. I suppose it's a bit like somebody claiming to be able to drive when they've only done the theory test but not actually got, sat in the car and driven it. So that's, that's exactly the way of looking at it, yeah. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> so I suppose moving on to the future then, um, I suppose it's, it's something we like to ask everyone. What, what, what kind of excites you about the future of Salesforce and, and why? Well, yeah. So see, I mean, uh, there, I mean, um, I see Salesforce as definitely a very strong future. I see very strong SF ecosystem. Mm. I mean, if you look at future, what is that is going to, you know, be very prominent? You will see people talking about cloud computing and, uh, you know, uh, you will very see economy which is completely going to run on cloud, right? Uh, and I see that happening for India as well. Uh, that's one. The other pillar uh, that I see in the future is AI. And AI can be used in various forms and shapes, but AI is going to play a very strong role. And the third one is analytics. Look at COVID and look at how analytics is helping, uh, you know, churn out numbers and helping analysis, right? Now, these are the very strong pillar. Now, I will look at Salesforce. Salesforce, from Salesforce product offering, right? Salesforce offerings is taking all these three uh, boxes, check boxes for the pillar. Right, and you've got offering around it, and on top of it, with the recent acquisitions that's been happening in this ecosystem, right? Velocity uh -huh. being acquired, you've got a lot of offerings around industry vertical. I see the future is very strong, and most important for people, you know, I would say developers and you know, Salesforce, you know, people in Salesforce ecosystem have been complaining of things not being open source. Now with uh, Salesforce Evergreen, you, know, you will have an option of you know doing a serverless serverless uh, you know implementation. Right, you can write things on Node.js and run on Heroku, call it from Salesforce. Uh, with LWC being uh, uh, going open source route, you can now run it on top of Heroku. With Einstein, you know acquisition and you know a lot of AI and they are offering around it. I see the future is really strong, Excellent. and I feel. Uh, now is the time where we also stop looking uh, Salesforce as just a CRM platform, but we should look at this uh, as a platform which can help become heart of enterprise architecture and system. Uh, maybe a modern app that can now you know be placed as in the heart of the overall enterprise architecture and system. Systems. Uh, I see that potential and capability in the platform. Yeah, fantastic. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, um, uh, I think already we've done an hour so um won't keep up too much more of your time but did you have any further comments or anything um about specifically for people that are probably looking to start their career um before we wrap up um my advice for everyone who's willing to start their career i would say it's the right time uh, i would suggest them to kind of have more of a hands-on experience yeah uh, you know have a consistent reading habit you know 
learn the fundamentals really well uh, even for people who wants to become a consultant in future uh, invest time in different clouds that the platform has um, it's good um, the good opportunities but with my trailhead uh, you know being there right uh, and a lot of learning contents a lot of youtube videos uh, mvp is contributing to a lot of contents i think the web is full of contents just make a start make yeah. a start and Absolutely, you've got to start somewhere, haven't you? Brilliant. Um, well, thank thank you very much for for joining us, Rohit. Um, it's been it's been really really useful, and and hopefully people will will appreciate. It's not been the, it's not been the clearest um, uh, uh, connection, connection yeah. but obviously you're in India, we're in the UK. But uh, I think um, we, you know, you've got some really great points across there, and um, obviously look forward to to keeping a close eye on what happens with yourself and, and venerate. Um, and thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much again to Rohit and to Teresa. Um, I hope the, the quality of the, the connection wasn't too bad for you guys listening. Um, I hope you managed to get all the excellent bits of information that Rohit passed on to us. Um, if you have any, any comments or uh, any, any requests for someone else that you'd like to be interviewed on this podcast, then please do reach out to me. I'm on LinkedIn. I think you can also as well. It's lee at resourceondemand.com. Um, so thanks for listening and we'll see you again next time.